Welcome to Rome Book Pod, inclusively yours. It's Danny here with our September episode, and we're discussing Friends to Lovers. I have D Rose here, like my I'm her number one fan. If you say you're her number one fan, I will fight you. I'm her number one fan. She's the author of 17 books, and she's just my favorite. Welcome, D. Thank you for having me, Danny. Um, you might have to fight my mom for the number one spot, but oh, where she living? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's been down the beltway. We're not too far. We're not too far. Because, like, to me, your characters are like so well-rounded like nothing like how I was at any any of the ages of your characters and I forget that you're young and you were talking about your dad and I'm like dang how far were you like a couple years older than me (laughs) (laughs) I'm like man I'm like I'm all like so I'm like this is like my my little cousin my little niece or whatever like that's that's you to me like but your books are like so like Sometimes, like, I know I was reading somebody before and I could tell the author was young because her characters just sounded, the the things they did, they sounded young. But your characters, even though they range in ages, it's not like they're too old, but the maturity level of them and the way they approach things is just, like I said, I was not that way when I was that age, but I really love how you how rich you write your characters that is anybody can relate to them like you said like at my age somebody younger could probably relate to them they're just so well-rounded I just love that (laughs) thank you I try to try to put myself in their situations but not so much that it's not them um because like you said I'm in my 20s so my characters you know they're in their late 20s early 30s so I'm like okay how would they handle this you don't want to do it too immaturely and it's like okay you don't want to do it too maturely so I try to think about how I would handle it and some of my peers that range in those ages you know to make it authentic because you want the reader to enjoy the experience and have and enjoy the well-rounded characters yeah yeah today like I said we're talking about friends the lovers so I've read Sharia Moore that was friends the lovers um true love for Christmas that was so cute (laughs) and um like that I um I started Sweetest Love and I really like how it was different in a way because in the beginning of the book they've already crossed that line right lovers from friends so it's like how do we move forward from here do we start a relationship or do we continue to be friends so what is it that draws you to write friends the love what do you like about that trope so I just, I don't know, I guess, because I've never experienced that, like, falling in love with your best friend. I always wonder, like, how it would play out, and just watching or reading how everything unfolds, like, um, for example, with The Sweetest Love, like, they've known each other since they were children, but they didn't really cross that line until adulthood, so it's like, what was that moment where they were like, I like you, or I love you, or, like, let's, cross this line and see where we could go and it's just always so sweet to see people who were like best friends become lovers it's just really sweet watching it unfold like even like the lifetime or hallmark movies it's just so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> so like I enjoy reading them like 
Friends to Lovers is my favorite trope to read also. But just writing it and watching it unfold, it's just really, it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So, yeah. Yeah, I know a couple times when I've read Love Triangle books, Mm-hmm. And one of the guys is the best friend. If I can see it start leaning towards he not gonna be the hero, I'll just be in nothing. I'm like, I don't even want to read this no more. <laughs> like, I don't care about that other guy. Like the best friend, he's been he's been holding it down. Hey, you just gonna go with this? Nah, never mind. DNF. I don't even want to know. <laughs> he knows you. You know him. You guys know everything there is to know about each other. Like, it's just 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 reading it and watching it, it just gives me all the feels. So um, when I was, like, sometimes with me, mm-hmm. my mind will go here and there. So I'm thinking about the trope, and I'm like, I like it. And then I was like, sometimes it can be cliche. And then I was like, well, really not. I just work things out in my mind. <laughs> and so I'm just, because it's really like a whole lot of ways you can approach it. And right. I was thinking about how with your book, you approached it different ways. So like, with Sharia Moore, they became friends as adults. Right. And they just hit it off. And they were both at a point where they were like, fuck relationships. You right. know, we just go be out for ourselves. And that's what made them click together was that. And then, like you said, with Sweetest Love, it was they had grew up together. Right. And then they crossed the line as adults. And then with your one, True Love for Christmas, they were college friends and then they separated, but right. they always had their friendship and came back together. Right. And I was just thinking like, it's so many different ways you can approach this trope and each way you, you've done it, you've brought a freshness to it, to me where I didn't. Cause sometimes I've read it and I have felt like when I really thought about it, I'm like, it's not that the trope is cute cliche. It's just that the stories I were reading weren't, giving it a new twist to it so like I feel like every time I've read yours it gave me something different and you could probably write the same kind twice but it still would hit me with something different you just get like that I don't want to keep bigging your head up but I really need to big your head up like (laughs) (laughs) because it's just like I've never read anything from you that I didn't like like not even something that I was just like oh it was just okay like I really like everything you do so it's just I don't know I can't explain it. It's just good. <laughs> but um, do you think you can be friends with someone you're attracted to? I just was thinking about that when I was reading books. Like, do you think it's you can be friends with someone you're attracted to? Um, I think that you could be friends with someone you're attracted to. Um, I don't think you always have to act out on that attraction. Um, and sometimes the attraction can just it could be something that withers away eventually. It doesn't, I don't think it always has to be like a physical attraction. It could be an emotional attraction. Like they were thinking you when something happened and that just made you feel something about them. But I do think you can be friends with someone you're attracted to. You don't always have to act out on that attraction or explore that attraction. It could just be, I like this person because of this, but we're still just going to stay in this friend lane. Right, right. So let's talk about your book. When you wrote Sharia Moore, what um, did you start with, you know, I wanted to write a Friends to Lovers, or how did you approach that book? Um, When I wrote Sharia Moore, I was like, I guess I'd say I was at a crossroads. I don't really know if I wanted to continue writing, or um, I guess I was trying to figure out this is really for me. 
So when I wrote Sharia Moore, I really had no real goals or like intentions. I didn't know where the story was going. I just started writing and it was my first book in third person. So I'm like, okay, so now you're doing a lot. You're writing Friends to Lovers for the first time. You're <laughs> you're writing in third person. You know, you started this book and you haven't outlined a chapter. I, I started outlining eventually just to keep up with, you know, some of the details. But when I wrote Sharia Moore, it was more of like a something to prove to myself, you know, like you can do this, you have it in you. And it's really like one of those books, like I've all, like people ask me my favorite books and I always, you know, I'm always yelling out because of love, but Sharia Moore really reminded me, you know, you're a great writer. You can do this. You can write in first person, third person, you know, friends to lovers. And Jasmine was one of my I don't want to say difficult because that's not how I view her, but she was one of those heroines mm-hmm. that really had a lot of layers to her. And yes. Yeah, she had a lot of layers. So um, delving into the layers of Jasmine was interesting to do. And I really took my time. I wrote that book. Um, I started in December and I finished at the end of January. So I took my time with that book. I wrote it like a little over a month. But yeah, that was my process with Sharia Moore. And I was listening to... Stevie Wonder a lot during that time. Well, I listen to Stevie Wonder a lot all the time, but he was like the artist. Like I was listening to every album while writing that. And that's where I got the title of the book from. And it's also the nickname that Jamal had given her. Um, So yeah. Right. Yeah. One thing I liked about that book is how it showed like the difference in friendship between her and Jamal. Because like, you have best friends. Like, I have best friends, but if you're knocking on my door at 1 o'clock in the morning, I'll be like, hold up. You know, like, and, and ain't nobody been murdered or something. Like, girl, right. what is wrong with you? You know, so, like, and and they came to a point in the story where her other friends, Isha and, um, I can't remember the other girl's name, but they were like, our relationship, like, we're your best friends, but you and Ma, y'all relationship is different. Like, right. you know, it's not the same. Because, like, when she yeah. needed him, he dropped everything and booked the flight to D.C. Yeah. Like, from Miami to D.C. Like, okay, don't matter what the cost is, she need me right now, I'm there. Me, right. I'm like, girl, can't you call your grandmother? <laughs> like, I mean, I love my friends, but I'm not spending my money on you like that. <laughs> Yeah, that her friends called that out pretty early. They were like, "You're y'all are friends, but y'all not friends like how we're friends." Um, it's a little right, bit right, right, a little bit more than that. But yeah, <laughs> that was funny that he dropped everything and came to her. Um, and one thing I usually hate mm-hmm. in books is like meddle, meddling friends. Right. But in Friends the Lovers, I I love meddling friends in Friends the Lovers because it's like, girl, you know. <laughs> Girl, you know that's your man. Like, stop playing with us. Like, <laughs> I love it in those books, but I usually hate it in any other books. Like, I don't like, like, don't meddle. But in Friends of Lovers, when they're like, girl, you know that's your man. If I tried to push up on him, you will fight me. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, what I usually do is talk about some books that follow the theme that I liked. Mm-hmm. So, I know you you're familiar with Nicole Falls. You know her? Yeah. 
No, she's not really known around. She's not really known around these parts. A lot of people don't know her. <laughs> and I read a good luck fuck. That was her little her little um what was that? It's in my head. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. I don't know why. I'm, and I had a picture of the cover, the cover in my head, and I'm like, what day is that? Like <laughs> her St. Patrick's Day novella, and I forget. It don't matter anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, a good luck fuck by Nicole Falls, and that was like a really short one, but that was also one of the books where it's like. They've grown up together. They grew up in the neighborhood together. And so they've always been friends. And I like the um the heroine's grandfather character in the book. Because he was basically like, you know you love my granddaughter. And he's like, no, no, we're just friends. And, he, and the grandfather was just like, mm-hmm, you know you love her. Like, <laughs> another, another meddling parent. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I love the meddling parents. Like, you know y'all in love. So um another one that I read that I really liked was um Go Deep by Rosie mm-hmm. Adams. I think uh-huh. it was another set of friends that grew up together. And the heroine, her name was Nevea. And I can't remember what that man name was. <laughs> But they were also friends that grew up together, but they never saw each other like as anything more than just friends. You know, their moms were best friends and they always came up as friends, but it never was a situation like, you know, she's cute or he's cute. And she's a romance writer. And (laughs) I'm like, Rosie really got in her bag on this one because she, um, when she was saying like, so like in the beginning, Nevea was she had like really bad reviews for her latest book and like I said oh she must have drew from inspiration because they kind of the, the reviews kind of hurt my feelings and I ain't even read the book it's a fictional person and I'm like they really was I said I, I said she must have went on Goodreads like let me look at these reviews see what see what people say about other people books like, but um she was really upset about these reviews and she had been celibate for like a year and a half because her last boyfriend had cheated on her so she calls her best friend up crying you know I need you here I need your help and so she has this suggestion like well why don't you be my mentor dick like that was her words mentor dick like help me find my mojo back you know teach me teach me the ways of the penis sir like Yeah, it was really good. So that was like the point where they were changing from friends to lovers. Like, I think that's one of the things that I really like because it's always like, how do you get to this point? Because like, he was like, he always thought of her as, you know, objectively, yeah, she was attractive, but he was like, I'm not attracted to her. And then like, when he just looked at her, then all of a sudden he started looking at her in a different light. And I think that's all. That's one of the things I like about this trope is that it's it's like this turning point where you see like where like all of a sudden that light bulb comes on because it's like oh well I wouldn't mind dating that person you know it wouldn't be that bad you know right like, he's right. kind of cute you know <laughs> yeah 
And the biggest, like, it's always how is this going to affect a friendship? You know, that's like the big. So, like, in in your book, In the Sweetest Love, like, it's already put a strain on their friendship that they crossed that line. So, it's like, do we keep going forward? Or, like, what do we do from here? Like, what was your hero's name? Um, I want to call him Malik. Yeah, I wanted to call him Carter. That's the friend. Um, (laughs) But he was like, you know, he's like, I love her. And I can't not be, like, this separation. Because they were apart for, like, what was it, the summer. Yeah. He's like, this separation was just too much on me. Right. Like, I cannot not talk to you anymore and she's at the point where she's like this it's not gonna work a relationship with us because you a hoe and <laughs> I'm a housewife <laughs> he the hoe and she the housewife she like I can't I can't make you settle down like so we just need to go back to being friends because right. this this thing is not gonna work with us like she's not about the drama so she just can't do it. Right. And he's like, well, if that's what I got to do to keep you in my life, then. And and like I told you, I haven't finished it. But I know he's like, if this is what I got to do, but I'm going to get you back. Like, <laughs> I already know. That. That's how that was. I already know. I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'll do this if this is what you need me to do. But and they really love each other. But it's just too much other things interfering in a relationship that she just feels like he's not ready and she's ready and she doesn't want to put her heart all in and not get it get what she needs back and I think that's like one of the biggest things with this trope it's like you have that friendship but if it doesn't work out where do you go from there right like, I think the, yeah and I think the biggest ones where the risk is kind of bigger are the ones where you grew up with that person or like where your moms are friends or your dads are friends because it's like you're still going to see that person like so it's like even this bigger thing because I'm the type of person like if I break up with you don't, don't talk to nobody in my family like the whole family off limits <laughs> They come like, like, <laughs> right? Because my like, the last guy I dated, my brother was like, "Did you see what he put on Facebook?" I'm like, "Why are y'all Facebook friends?" He yeah. like, "What you mean?" I said, "When we broke up, y'all broke up. Y'all ain't supposed to be Facebook friends." I'm like, "Delete him off the Facebook." Like, I take the family with me, but when you grow up with somebody, like you, you can't tell you. You can't tell your mom, like, oh, no, stop being Miss Miss Wanda friend. You can't be her friend no more. Like, <laughs> Their parents weren't, Salima and Malik's parents weren't going to do that. They, were, they weren't going to not talk to each other. And Right. Yeah, they've been friends since they were children. So now their families are intertwined. And Malik, I think, so in Because of Love, the book, the book that comes before that, I drop like mm-hmm. like little hints that they're kind of messing around, and then something happens where Salim was just like, "This is it. You're this is too much." But another thing in Friends to Lovers that I like is when they when they miss each other. Like Salima was ready, and he was still being a hoe, 
And then when Malik was ready, she's like, no, because you're playing games and I'm not doing this. And I'm going to go live my life and maybe we can be friends. We'll just talk here and there. And Malik was very sensitive. He was he was tore up about Salima, like putting distance between them. Uh, it was it was their story is just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because they've been childhood friends. So it's like they know everything. And I think Salima knowing everything about Malik, like knowing all the girls that he's been with before, knowing his ex-girlfriend, mm. like knowing all of that. She's like, OK, I'm his best friend, but he could still do that to me. Like there's a chance that he could. Right, right. Even though Malik's like, I would never do that. It's like, but your actions are saying otherwise. Um, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it's just so many different facets to their relationship, their friendship first. Like, she was going to all his home games. She would be in the skybox with his family. It's just so many different things. Um, I really enjoyed their story. Because it's, like, friends to lovers, people say that it should be an easy transition, but it's not, you know? Right, like right. you said, there's that risk that I could lose my friend, my best friend, not just, you know a regular friend or someone unassociated like this is my best friend and I could lose them and like is it worth it I guess that's always the the biggest question is it gonna be worth it I mean in in a romance of course it has to be happily ever after so it is worth it but um just watching that unfold is is always interesting for me yeah because it's like it's that like it's the extra layer of vulnerability because it's like like you said especially someone you who you've known since you they know everything about you they know you know because even friends other friends you can kind of limit how much you know about somebody like but when you have someone you've grown up with they know everything about you especially if they've been around your family because you know they always have the family telling the stories and stuff or if your moms are friends because your mom is going to tell their mom, then their mom's going, you're going to overhear it. So it's like this extra layer. And like sometimes, cause I'm like the type of person, I like spoilers. Right. Like to me, a spoiler doesn't spoil the story for me. Cause like in a romance, I know it's going to be an age. I know they're going to be together at the end. Right. So, but it's like, they know how they get there. That's the part that's like exciting to me. It's like, Ooh, so what's going to happen next? Ooh, is somebody going to do this or like is somebody going to try to interfere or like what's going to happen next and it's like I'm not an angsty person mm-hmm. but like friend lovers gives me just enough angst where I'm not like being neurotic and like oh my god oh my god but it's like <laughs> it's like just enough because still you get that will they won't they or if they do like I think with friends the lovers if someone does do something bad, you might be more easier to forgive them because of that history. Right. So, like, because, like, she felt like he was playing her, but she still wanted to have that friendship right. because it meant so much to her. So she wasn't just going to throw everything away. But then, like I said, after you've crossed that line, it's like, how do you continue to move forward? And it's just, I just love the what's the word uh, word I'm thinking of how it all unfolds I just love that yeah (laughs) and (laughs) and I'm thinking about one um because a couple books I have on my list that I like 
it's like one of these things that I like that they do a lot with friends and lovers where it's like, oh, I need a date because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there by myself. So then a friend's like, of course I'll be your date. And then it's like, uh-oh, like now it's just changed because you're just all of a sudden seeing that person in a different light. And a lot of times I think too, it's like when someone puts it in your head and they're like, oh, you're a cute couple. And then you're like, no, we're just friends. But then you're like, wait a minute. Well, we do make a cute couple, and maybe we're not just friends. Right. <laughs> um, and I hesitate to talk about this because I'm just the type of person I don't like talking about Christmas books out of season. Oh, I, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, it's 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 at, at, at time of recording, it's still August. Right. I just don't like talking about Christmas books out of season, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, this one's called The Winter Date by Ty Love, and this was a situation where she needed a date to, uh, um, I believe it was like a, it was a class reunion. Mm-hmm. She needed a date to a class reunion, because her ex-fiance was going to be there. Ooh. So, <laughs> like, that's like, ooh, like, especially class reunion, like, I gotta show out. And wow. my best friend is fine, of of course I'm gonna say that's my man. Like <laughs> she needed a date to the um reunion and she was like really sour on love because of her ex. And right. so her friend is like, Yeah, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of reminds me of true love for Christmas because it's like helping that person get their Christmas spirit back, but also showing them another side of this friend you know because in true love for christmas she was she was kind of like bummed out about the holidays yeah she was i think it was because she got engaged during last christmas i think yeah yeah that's what happened and and yeah but yeah that's what happened because she um and that dude was a dud i don't know sometimes I just want to fight these people. I wanted to fight him. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Christmas books, but sometimes people be writing the worst exes in these Christmas books. And I'm trying to get in the holiday spirit, and y'all be making me want to fight these people. Because I'm like, I want to fight this dude. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, you're going to ruin the holiday. That's why he supposed to propose on holidays. You ruin holidays for people. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah so do you have any friends or lovers books you want to recommend do I okay because this this is my jam so I do have a list let me try to think if I can remember them off the top so well you don't like talking about Christmas books out of season but Noel the first by Nicole Falls um, oh yeah she was a Grinch too yeah oh, she was <laughs> that is a really cute friends to lovers and then it's it's like the first book in a series of the Holiday Sisters. So that one, that's one of my favorite friends to lovers. Um, Jacinta Howard, her first series is three books. They're all friends to lovers. The first two follows one couple. The last one follows a different couple. The series, I think it's the Love Always series. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. And then she has another book, Blind Expectations. And I really like that one because it, this might be a spoiler for some, but they get married and then the book 
goes through their marriage. And there's not a lot of books. Oh. Yeah. So it explores, like, you know, we're friends, we become lovers, and now we're married. So I really like that aspect of it. Ready by Bria Felician. Um, I had that on my list. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cute one. Um, and it's like, it's just really cute. That was a really cute one. Um, and I like In Tandem by Christina C. Jones. That one, it has a little angst to it. I like angsty, so um, I really enjoyed that one. And it takes place in everyone's favorite fictional neighborhood, Mahogany Heights. What's another one that I like? I'm looking at my bookshelf. Oh, Displacement by Alexandra Warren with the friends. It's like friends to lovers in close proximity. The heroine, I cannot remember her name, has to move in with her best friend because something happened to her apartment. And within that time, their relationship shifts. And um, I just thought that was really cute how that happened. So, yeah, those are my recs for friends to lovers. Ooh, that. I'm like, wait a minute, you got friends to lovers and close proximity. I'm yeah. like, how did I miss this? Because I think I have this book. Because, you know, I'm always like, oh, let me get this book. And then I'm like, I have this book. <laughs> oh, oh, and another one, Ben and Friends by Chensia Higgins. Yeah. That's another cute one. I like yeah, that. I've read that too. That yeah. was super cute. Yeah. And I like that he was, uh, um, he was like a, like a music journalist because they went to a concert together. And I just, I don't know, I, I like concerts and books. I don't know why I just did. And that. <laughs> stuck it out to me I'm like they went to a concert together yeah I like that one too like I said uh friends to lovers like if someone all I have to do is tweet or put on Instagram or whatever I'm writing a friends to lovers and I'm locked in I'm like waiting I'm like okay I'm ready I'm ready where is it because they're just so cute and when they are other elements to it like with Noel the first it was a Christmas book and they're friends to lovers, so it's it's holiday season. Now you all warm and fuzzy because you're thinking about Christmas. Displacement, they're in close proximity. It's like, ooh, y'all in this one-bedroom apartment together. How's this going to play out? Like, she's only going to be on the couch book for so long. So. Right, right. <laughs> That's like that's like the that's like the two things with the friends, the lovers. You know, it's like, girl, we've been having sleepovers since we was three. Get right. in this bed, and then her butt her butt brushed up against him, and he like, ooh, <laughs> he's like, oh, we know where this is going. Give it to us. We ready. We're ready. But... Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was so good talking to you. Like, I'm like so mad about. I mean, like, it's just life. But you had an event once and I wanted to go and I wasn't able to. And I was like, okay, I was like, I'm going to see her sometime this year. I was like, sometime this year, I'm going to see her. And then all this happened. Yeah. I mean, that's life. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I'm going to have to one day because we're local. I'm going to just, I was like, she going to call me a stalker. I said, because I'm just going to be like, drive past the house like hey like girl call police on your ass <laughs> I mean I went to Morgan State and homecoming's canceled so it's like I'm not I'm in Baltimore but it's canceled right right up this year but yeah we'll meet I know we will because I mean we're always talking on Twitter so it's destined to happen right but it was 
so good to talk to you. And I just, like I said before, I love your books and I love recommending them. And you're doing fabulous, just to let you know you're doing fabulous. Thank you. That means a lot. I really appreciate you having me. I listen to the podcast, um, different episodes. Um, and it's always, I don't, what's the word I want to use? Not nice, but I'm always excited when the podcast that I listen to reach out to me and want me to be on their podcast. Cause it's like, right, right. I've listened to you interview this person or I listened to you talk about this and now you want to have a conversation with little old me. So I'm greatly appreciative of this opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. And just any new books you have, just, just keep them coming. 17 and count. And you've been, this is like, you've been doing this like two years, right? Yeah, two years. Two or Yeah, because I think when you had your book sale, it was like around two years. Yeah. And when and you sent the little card with your books on it, I was like, okay, I could use this thing as my little checkoff so I know which ones I haven't read. And then you had came out with like two more books and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna write these at the bottom or something. Yeah, I try to stay consistent because there's people out here that's releasing every month and I'm like, oh my God, how do you do it? <laughs> and, and that's the thing, like people say like, um, you know, when they tell their favorite authors, they're like, Oh, right faster. I'm like, get you some more favorite authors because between all the ones I like, I got plenty to read. Between right. all my faves, and then you know somebody will recommend somebody new, and I'm like, damn, now I gotta add this person, <laughs> and then I gotta add their backlist. Between look, between Christina C. Jones and Tay Russ, that's my whole year, the whole rest of my year. I got yeah. to read books. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't read anybody else that would fill up the rest of my year right so it's not we need to write faster you, you guys like you said find new authors to read we're out there it's, it's millions out there we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod inclusively yours if you like weekly recs for inclusive romance please take a moment to subscribe you can also follow us on Twitter Instagram and Pinterest at Rom Book Pod That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.